are the champion. The one that holds the line and finishes the mission. Everything that you want is within your grasp. You wake up in the morning ready to dominate the day. And every step taken is with purpose and integrity. Because you were not put on this planet to live a mediocre existence. You are here to conquer and make the biggest impact possible. Not only for yourself, but for your family and for your tribe. This world is a battlefield, but we will be victorious. This is the Norse mentality. What's up, guys? I hope that you are having a glorious Friday. Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire. If this is your first time listening, Rapid Fire is where me and Cowboy Cody here answer questions submitted by the listeners. And it's not that me and Cody think that we know more than anyone else or that we're experts or anything like that because we are definitely not. We're just a couple of bros who have also experienced some things and giving you a second input on something that you're currently dealing with will hopefully give you some clarity. That way you can continue moving forward. And with that being said, what is the first question today? First question, what are some ways to improve self-confidence? What are some ways to improve self-confidence? I would say learning and then putting in the reps. So the reason that we don't have confidence in things is because we don't know enough about it yet. So our brain automatically starts assuming the worst because we don't know anything. So we're like, well, anything can happen, right? Well, then you can start reading books. You can start watching YouTube videos. You can start talking to people. You can get a mentor. You can start doing all of these different things. That way you start learning more about this thing that you do not currently have confidence in. But then you need to start putting in the reps. You need to start applying what you're learning to your life. Because here's the thing. I can read books all day. And I know people that do this. They read 10 books a week. And yet their life does not change because they're not applying any of that knowledge. So start reading books. Start gaining confidence with I know more about this than I did yesterday. And as a result, I feel more confident. But then start putting in the reps. Start applying these things to your life. The more that you learn about it, the more that you know what to do. And then that just continues to compound over time. We'll use the gym as a perfect example of this. You can read about working out all damn day. And then as soon as you go into the gym and you put that barbell on your back, it's not going to work out very well for you. You're going to look like Bambi as soon as she came out of her damn mom. Like, it's not going to look good. No one does. Yeah, no matter how much you've read on form, how much you've read on intensity, until you get under the fucking bar. And then start doing it. And then the more that you do it, though, the more reps that you put in, the more confident that you get. So you apply that to every aspect of your life. I know a lot of dudes that struggle with talking to women. It's terrifying to them. It's completely irrational, but they're terrified of it. When they think about walking up to a random girl, maybe it's someone that they've seen at the coffee sh- coffee shop for a while or something like that, their brain starts thinking the worst thing. Oh my God, she's going to throw a drink at me and start screaming and all of this different stuff. So they don't do it because of that. It's completely irrational, but because they haven't done it yet, they assume the absolute worst until finally they work up the courage to go talk to this girl. They ask her out and she says yes or no. And hopefully she says no. That way, you know, that that is the worst possible thing that can happen is that this chick says no, your ego's bruised a little bit, and then you move on to the next. But it's just putting in those reps. 
the more that you just approach women, the easier it gets, right? The more that you go to the gym, the easier it gets. So knowledge and then applying that knowledge and continuing to apply that knowledge every single day. And that is how confidence is increased. What would you say? This is one of those topics that I really enjoy talking about because I know what the lack of self-confidence looks like. I've been there and it wasn't that long ago. It was probably two or three years. So I don't know, 25, 26. And there's still things that you lack confidence in. Absolutely. And, Same. And I think that you should always be that way because it keeps you in a learning mindset. Yeah. It does for me. It's a growth mindset. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, one of the biggest ways that I built confidence was solo hiking. Um, in these places where I didn't have phone service, it was just me. I didn't have anyone else to rely on. So I would put myself in a pretty extreme situation and <laughs> and hike through it, you know. Does everyone need to do that? Probably not. Um, but it worked for me. So I would start out at like packed out two miles. And then be like, all right, well, I did two miles. Well, maybe next time let's try three and a half, four, you know. And it would just gradually increase. I've, I proved to myself over time that I could do these things and it made me push the limit even more. Well, that's all self-confidence is, is knowing that you can do something and you don't do that until you start, but also people overshoot what they need to do. They think that they need to accomplish all this shit right out of the gate, which is completely not a rational mindset. You need to start off small. You need to take that first step because that's the hardest step. And then once you take that, okay, now what do I need to do? And you just, it's one step at a time. It's a snowball effect. It's a snowball effect. Exactly. It builds momentum. It compounds. So don't, you know, say if you're going, you want to start working out, you're not working out yet. Well, what's the first step? I need to go to the gym. Okay, cool. Well, I signed up for this gym. Now what? How many days can I go to work out reasonably? Not five, not six, not seven. Like how many days am I going to be able to get into the gym every week? I can do three days. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to do three days. Then once you go for a couple months, you've been doing three days, you're feeling good. That confidence is getting there. I think I'm going to try four days per week. And then maybe you'll try five, right? But you're building over time. You don't need to come out of the gate guns blazing because you saw someone else doing it. That person's not you. And also, you don't know how long, like how many people that person might have talked to prior or how many books they read or all of these different things prepare, right? Like you don't know their situation. It's not you. Don't worry about it. You know where you are at. So that's your starting place. And you just need to figure out what's next. One small step at a time. But here's a beautiful thing about this, guys. The more confidence that you gain in different areas of life, you just began to realize that you can accomplish anything. I used to be the least confident person imaginable, especially in my youth. And I would say all the way up until I was about 25 when I started Norse. And it changed for me because every day I was having to make decisions for the company that had results. If this worked out, then we grew. If I took this really risky move, like opening up a gym or having to buy a thousand knee sleeves or whatever it is, if it doesn't work out, I'm screwed. But if it does work out, there's going to be a big like reward there for me. Well, every single thing that I've applied, like that I've wanted 
to apply myself to has happened. So now I know there is nothing that I cannot accomplish if I just put in the work. But that would not have happened if I didn't just take those risks left and right. Kind of just push the fear aside and say, you know what? I'm going to do this. I don't care that I don't have confidence in it yet. I'm just going to do this. Because then you start to have self-belief. And the more that you believe in yourself, the more that you're going to want to accomplish in life in general. So all of this stuff compounds over time and it all works together. It's starting off small. You start building that confidence. You start putting in the reps and then your self-belief and what you can obtain and what you can achieve in life grows as well. I think this is one of those topics that, you know, you need to understand that this just doesn't happen overnight. It's like definitely not going to happen. Building self confidence takes a a long time, and you have to be very consistent with it. And hindsight, <laughs> looking back, the best advice I could give to someone who thinks they lack self confidence is like truly envision and embody what the most confident version of yourself looks like. Absolutely, visualize. And that's not something that I was aware of. Like when I started, like kind of improving my self confidence, if you will, I wasn't aware of that. But if you can, if you can just do that and get into that mind state of like, this is, this is what we're going to be. I think it'll be much easier. Visualization is the most powerful tool because if you can visualize what the ideal version of yourself looks like, your mind automatically starts thinking that is how you are. The mind doesn't know any difference. You project that image and the mind goes, oh, okay, well, this is who, this is who we are. It's almost fake it till you make it. But it works. It absolutely works. So how do we do that? You literally sit there. You try to calm down the mind as much as possible. And you project an image into your mind's eye. Imagine that there's a movie theater. You're sitting in this big-ass empty movie theater. It's just you. There's a big screen up there. And on that screen is you in the future. Looking exactly how you want to look. Projecting an energy of what you want. And you do that every single day. You do it in the morning. You do it in bed as you're going to sleep. And then over time, you will become that person. I promise you, you will become that person because that is exactly what the fuck I did. Yep. I visualized what I wanted to be like around the age of 25. Actually, it's been an ongoing process for as long as I can remember. But I remember around 25 is whenever I learned this technique. And then from that point forward, everything just happened. And it was absolutely amazing. And now when I take a step back, which is something I'm trying to get better at and do more often, but now when I take a step back and I realize, man, you're further ahead than you ever thought you would be. 26-year-old Andy could not even like comprehend you at this. It wasn't even an idea. You're, you've surpassed that. But I'm not done. I will never, ever be done. I still do this exact same thing every morning. I've probably done it every day, multiple times a day for at least the past six years. And it's not only that, too. I have this mental movie. That's what it is. It's a mental movie. I have one playing in the back of my head of what my life will be like at the age of 50. Whenever everything that I'm working towards right now just continues to compound and it's going to create this ideal version of my life. And I know exactly what that looks like. 
it's playing in the back of my head right now. I can, I can see it. But also, I can do that with myself. Who do I want to become? You can shift your identity at any point. So if you want to improve your self-confidence, you sit there and you see that movie screen in your mind. You close your eyes and you see that movie screen. And you see the most confident version of yourself up there. And then you start putting yourself into these roles, these activities that you lack confidence in. Let's say if you're not going to the gym yet, you want to start working out. Visualize yourself killing it on squats. You want to start talking to women. You're not doing it yet. Visualize yourself walking up to that girl. Chest up, head up. You are the motherfucker. <laughs> dick swinging, dude. Like Just big dick energy. Here it is, baby. Yeah, smack it right there on the table and say, here I am. Let's go out to eat sometime. You know, whatever it is. But when you visualize yourself doing that, it is so fucking powerful. And I, I wish people would understand that. And I wish more people would do it. You create who you are. Who you were last week is not who you are today. Who you will be tomorrow will hopefully not be who you are today. It better this not is be. an ongoing process. It never stops. Once you, hit, once you reach one milestone, okay, cool. What can I work on now? I'm not confident with this. Well, let's work on it. Then you become confident with it. Okay, well, what else am I not confident in? The cool thing about it is it gets easier. It gets so much easier. Once you start it and get the foundations into building your self-confidence, it just, one day it'll hit you and be like, all right, well, I don't know how to do this, this, or this. Okay, I, I know how learn. to fucking do it. There's nothing that I cannot learn. I was an absolute idiot as a kid. Like, I hate saying that, but I was. And it's because of trauma and stuff like that. A large part of it was because of trauma. But that's why I lack confidence so much. But at a very young age, I would say around eight or nine, I realized that if I didn't know something, I could just read about it. And then the more that I read about it, the more that I learned, the smarter I got. And I've applied that with everything. I don't know how to run a fucking business. I didn't at one point. I knew nothing. I just knew that I wanted to make it happen. So I've read hundreds of business books and then I've applied it to my business. Maybe it's maybe if it's with a relationship, you need to learn more about how to have a healthy relationship. Read books about how to have a healthy relationship. Watch YouTube videos. If you have the money, hire a mentor. Go see a counselor. If you don't know how to work out and you really just want to boost your confidence with that, that's what I fucking did. When I started working out, I just started nerding out on as many fitness books as I could. You start to embody these things. Whenever you gain this knowledge, you start to embody it. That's what knowledge is. It becomes part of you. Then once you apply it to your life, it just explodes. And then, then it becomes your identity. This is who I am. But it's creating that mental image of yourself in your head. Who do I want to become? And you see it clear as day. When you're laying in bed, you're thinking about it. When you wake up in the morning, before you get out of bed, just lay there. Who am I going to be today? You set the tone for the day. You decide who you will become. That never ends. And if someone tries to fucking tell you this isn't who you are, let them know that their opinion doesn't fucking matter because it doesn't. 
They don't decide. Your parents don't decide. Society doesn't decide. You decide who you are going to become. And it is not written in stone. Everything in the past is irrelevant. Those are learning experiences for you to get better. What's that next question? I'm just fucking running in circles now. What's the next question? Next question. What's your best suggestion on motivating to work out after working 12 plus hour days? I would say work out prior to going to work because you're going to be mentally drained after work. You just work for 12 hours. You're probably physically exhausted as well. You can get by at work, but if you're not there physically and mentally during your workout, your workouts are going to suffer. So if possible, I know it depends on your schedule and what you have going on in life. Your job factors there. Yeah. But if you know, if you can wake up an hour and a half earlier, go get a quick 45 minute workout in, you feel good going into work. You're probably going to have a better day instead of having to drag yourself into the gym, get a half-ass workout in. Then you leave being like, that was garbage. That was shit. I could have done so much better. Instead of knocking it out before work and going to work, once again, dick swinging. Already, <laughs> already going to work with a victory under your belt. Yeah, you've, already, you've been stacking those victories. That's something that we talk about all the time. The more victories that you can stack early in the day, it sets the tone for the rest of the day. That's why as soon as you wake up, do at least three things that are going to move you forward. For me, it's meditation, breath work, and reading. I do that every day. Those are my three victories that I'm going to stack first thing in the morning. The meditation and breath work, it helps center me. It helps calm down the mind. That way I can have control over my mind during the course of the day. I'm reading because it's going to move me closer to who I want to become. That is why I read. Because I have that vision of who I want to become. So I'm going to read. I'm stacking those victories every day. I'm becoming this new version of myself every day because I'm doing those two things. Those three things. Breath work, meditation, reading. I'm not saying you need to do that. Some people love working out first thing in the morning. As soon as you get out of bed, go for a run. You got a home gym? Go downstairs, go to the home gym. The gym's around the corner, go to the damn gym. It doesn't matter what it is, but if you can start stacking victories first thing in the morning, it sets the tone for the rest of the day. You are also going to perform better at work that way because you're going to be going into work just with better spirits. You're going to have better energy. You're going to be getting more shit done. Your boss is going to realize that. So that's what I would suggest. It's different for me. I'm self-employed. I can really work out whenever I feel like it, but I will say like, that's what makes the most sense for me. You, on the other hand, you were a nurse for six, seven years. So like, this is something that you did anyways. This is definitely my question. Um, I can tell you that whoever asked this question, if you're going to choose to work out after a 12 hour day, you have to really, really talk to yourself about it. Like, this is what we're going to do. Like, it doesn't matter how tired we are. This is what we're going to get in and do. Cause I did that. I would work a shift overnight and I'd go straight to the gym, no matter if I had to work that next night or not. If you choose to do that, my advice would probably not push that every day because I ran into a point where it was hindering my progress more than it was benefiting me because I was losing sleep because of it or my workouts were suffering because of, you know, spending the 12 hours at work. Listen to your body for this. You really have to listen to yourself um, because it depends on what, I mean, 
12 hours anywhere is going to be pretty brutal. But if you're working 12 hours outside in the heat, doing some physical labor every day, you're going to run yourself into the ground. Well, let me ask you this, though, because that's a very good point. But at the same time, if you listen to yourself, yourself can tell you, I don't feel like working out. Well, that can become a reoccurring thing where you don't end up working out at all because all you're doing is putting so much emphasis on, I need to listen to my body. I need to listen to my mind. Well, mine's saying I don't need to work out today because it was a long day and I'm tired. So I'm not going to do that. I mean, it depends on where you're at with this. And I think that's the big thing is if you've been working out for five to 10 years, yeah, you can definitely say, I need to take a break today or I'm going to hurt myself. And that's the last thing that you want because then you can't work out at all. But if you're just getting started and you're trying to make a routine of this and you just listen to your mind and your body all the time and be like, well, I'm tired. Well, yeah, no shit, you're tired. I just spent 12 hours in the gym. It doesn't mean that that means you can't go to the gym. So I think it's like you need to find that balancing act, right? It's a huge balance act, man. And, you know, I, of course, me working 12 hour shifts, I would try to go into the gym and just absolutely do a very intense workout. And for me, I, I found that my range was like 45 minutes max. Like I, I just worked a shift as a nurse. I just got to the gym, 45 minutes in and out, make it efficient and then get home and get some rest. Well, here's the thing too that I don't think people realize. If you're working out efficiently, you can get by with three days a week. Yeah. And then the rest of the time is nutrition. Maybe you throw in some cardio here and there just to keep it up, you know, but you do not have to work out five days a week. You're probably off for at least two of those days. Well, go work out on your two days off and then try to swing in another day. If you are really concentrated during your workouts, you're busting ass, you're not distracted, you're able to get in there, have a great workout. Maybe so a good example would be a three day split, right? So you do a push pull, chest and back one day, then another day you hit legs, and then on the third day, you do some shoulders, arms, and full triceps, body touch ups, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, like those are three days. You're hitting all muscle groups. Well, the only way that muscle grows is if it recovers. Well, it needs time for rest. Well, cool. I'm not gonna work out for a couple days. You're doing yourself a favor, trying to get into the gym six days a week when you're, you're already working 12 hour days, you're not recovering at all. But if you can get in there three days and have an amazing workout those three days, then the rest of the week you're recovering, you're going to see more progress. Just make sure your nutrition's dialed in, which is the hardest part. Nutrition's 80% of it. People think that it's, you know, ten, they think it's backwards. They think that, you know, working out is 80%. And the other 20% is nutrition. No, like nutrition working out is the easy part. You just get in there and do the damn work for an hour or two. It's the nutrition part that makes the difference. So if all else fails, I only work out three days a week. Same. Yeah, I mean, both of us only work out three <laughs> days a week. Same right now, now it's three days. I, I'm not doing Muay Thai at the moment, but when I was, I was doing, I was working out three days a week. Then I was doing Muay Thai two days a week. Then I'd go on a hike or do like go to a hot yoga class or something that other day. But if you just want to like stay in shape or improve yourself a little bit every single day, which you should, three days a week is completely fine as long as you're going in there, you're busting ass, and you're concentrated. Just make sure your nutrition's dialed in the rest of the time. And also, you're going to have more energy for those workouts. If you're eating healthy, you're eating good, you're not slamming McDonald's on your lunch break and other things that people do, 
whenever you go in there to work out, you're going to be feeling better and you're going to have a good workout as a result. You're also going to be recovering better because you're giving your body what it needs. So that's what I would recommend. Definitely listen to your body like Cody said, but don't run yourself into the ground. Don't run yourself into the ground. Make sure you're balancing it though. Don't don't cut yourself short and allow yourself to, you know, not work out for 3 weeks just because you've been tired. Right. That's unacceptable. But also you don't have to overdo this. 3 days a week is completely fine as long as you're getting in there and busting ass. Then make sure you're eating right. That is the most important part because that's going to carry over to your work, your workouts, your family life, everything else. What's that third question? Last question we have. I have the possibility and interest for engineer study, but lack the will and determination. How can I find it? This is going to sound harsh, and I hope this person doesn't take it this way. It doesn't sound like you're very passionate in the first place about studying engineering. If you were passionate about it, then that fire would be lit, and you wouldn't really need motivation or determination to get it done. You would just be fucking doing it because you enjoy doing it. That's what feeds it, right? I can work 20 hours a day on Norse because I love it. I love what I do. It doesn't even seem like work to me. It's finding something that ignites that internal fire. And every day that you do it, it feeds that fire. The only time I don't have determination and will is whenever I'm not working. That's how I know it's like, no, like I just need to do some damn work. I need to start stacking victories. I need to start doing what I was put on this planet to do which is this podcast, you know, other aspects of the company. It's finding that and being real with yourself. I, if you don't like engineering, if it's not really something that you want to do and you're just doing it because they make good money or maybe your parents told you that you need to or whatever it is, those are bullshit excuses. Those are bullshit reasons to pursue something. It needs to be something that you want to do. Fuck the money. Fuck what your parents say. Do what you want to do. And this might take years. That's the thing. This might take years for you to discover. And then it will probably change at some point. Say they they love engineering right now. Different case scenario, but say they love engineering. And then after 20, 30 years, they're like kind of burned out on engineering. I don't feel like doing it anymore. That's actually very rational. That's going to happen. I'm not going to be doing this forever. I love it right now. It feeds my soul, but I'm probably not going to do it forever. That's not rational thinking. But for some reason, nowadays, we think like that. I'm going to get this job by the age of 25, and this is what I'm going to do till I'm 70. <laughs> That's ridiculous, man. It's so silly. It's okay to switch gears. Yeah. But to go back to this question, because I'm going off track like I you know, have a habit of doing, but it needs to feed your soul. It needs to ignite that internal fire, and then every time that you do it, You're feeding that fire and you can feel it. If it's real, you can feel it. Now, that is hard to come across. It is. But at the same time, if you just don't want to be an engineer, which it doesn't sound like you do, then don't be an engineer. You're not giving up. Like, I really need people to understand that. Just because you switch gears does not mean that you're a failure. It does not mean that you're giving up. It means that you're doing what's best for you. It means that you're being real with yourself. And you're trying to live the best life possible, which should be everyone's main priority. 
if engineering is not doing that for you, then switch gears and do not feel bad about it because you're doing what is good for you. You're doing what serves you, not what serves everybody else. Big thing in this question that stands out to me is I have the interest for it. You can have the interest for something, but if it's not rooted correctly, then it's not going to last. And the end of this question is how can I find it for will and determination? For me lately, this has been a big thing. You, you shouldn't have to find it. Anything that flows organically and naturally in your life is going to give you that will and determination. But looking for that will and determination might throw you off course. And this is, it, it, this is a tough question. It is. How can I find it? It's different for everybody. But take a step back. What do I enjoy doing? Like, what do I just love doing? And then once you have that figured out, let's go, okay, well, what can I do that kind of involves this one thing? There's probably a job for it. There's a job for everything nowadays. I get paid to talk and to scream into a microphone and whatever the hell else and say fuck too many times. You know, like there is a job for everything. You just need to do some self-evaluation and be like, what do I enjoy doing? Okay, well, what can I, how can I do this but get paid for it? And there is a way. There is definitely a way to do that. I have plenty of friends that are engineers. And, you know, I can tell you that if you aren't 100% sold on engineering, you're going to go to school for four years that are very hard and usually very expensive. And then if you're not certain on it at that point, don't waste your time. There's a lot of people that do... I hear engineering, I hear lawyer, I hear doctor. I hear a lot of sh stuff like that. And I always ask why. And they always say, well, they make really good money. Okay, that's cool. But who gives a shit? If you don't, love, if you don't enjoy and love what you do. You, okay, cool. You get to buy a bunch of shit because you're miserable with your life because you pursued a career that you weren't really passionate about that didn't feed your soul. So no matter how much money you're making, it's never going to be enough because you're just going to continue buying shit that you don't need in order to cope with your existence. Compared to if you love what you do and you love your life, it doesn't really matter how much money you make. Do you have shelter? Can you put food on the table? Do you have a good car? Not a nice car, not like an over-the-top Ferrari or anything, but do you have a dependable car? What else do you really need, guys? Besides like vacations and gaining experience and things like going to maybe a different country or a national park, you know, a family vacation, whatever it is, that's where money is beneficial. Money allows you to create more experiences, to have more experiences. It allows you to buy back your time. And what I mean by that is instead of mowing your grass for an hour every week, you just pay someone down the road to mow your grass for an hour a week. That's time that you don't have to do it now. You're buying back your time. I have a maid because I'm a single dad and I run two companies. So I have a maid come in two times a month to deep clean my house. And then I just keep up with it the rest of the time. I'm buying back my time. Instead of spending my weekends deep cleaning my house, I'm hanging out with my kid or I'm going hiking and camping or something like that. You know, like Money allows you to buy back your time. Money allows you to experience life 
to a higher degree. It allows you to create more experiences. Money allows you to have more memories, right? To create new memories. But money is not necessarily, it's a tool. Money is a tool. It's not wealth. That's the difference. People think that money is wealth and it's not. Money allows you to have wealth. Wealth is health, being able to buy food, good food that your body likes, organic food, good meat, stuff like that. It's buying back your time. It's creating experiences with you and your loved ones. That's wealth. Being happy, actually happy. Not happy from buying something, but just being happy with your quality of life. With just your existence. With just your existence. Yeah. Yeah. Money allows you to have shelter. That's what money is there for. Money is not there to give you happiness. Money allows you to build wealth, true wealth. So when you shift your mindset with that, hopefully you don't have the need anymore or the urge to pursue a career that you don't really want to do just so you can make more money. That's where I was getting at with that. Whenever you accept that, okay, I, as long as I have these things covered, I don't need to be making $200,000 a year. Would it be cool? Hell yeah, it'd be cool. Because the more money you have, the more you can do this other shit that I was just talking about. I can go on more vacations with my kid. I can provide my kid with more opportunities, like going to a better school. I can buy better food. Maybe one day I'll have enough money where I can pay someone just to make all my damn food. You know, like (laughs) maybe I can just hire a damn chef. Money is awesome. I'm not saying it's not. Money is great. It is a awesome tool, but it is, it is a man-made tool to create wealth. Oh and that's boy. what people need to understand. Oh Money boy. is an illusion. It is oh a boy. man-made concept that we have taken way too seriously. It's an agreement. It's an agreement. Man made money in order to obtain wealth. Once again, they are not the same thing. Whenever you really comprehend that, you realize that you don't need to become an engineer if you don't want to, just so you can make six plus figures. Because you could have the same quality of life, or at least happiness, making sixty to seventy thousand dollars a year doing something that you just really love. That's what's important there. If you want to be an engineer because you love engineering and it just fascinates you, absolutely do it. But do not do it for money. Don't do anything just for money. Money is great, but it is not everything. And money does not give you happiness. Money allows you to do things that make you happy. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Norse Mentality. This podcast is a byproduct of Norse Fitness. We make clothing, fitness accessories, supplements, and other tools to help you reach your true potential. You can check it out at norsefitness.co. And if you found this episode beneficial, please share it with a friend. That way we can continue to make a bigger impact and change the world. Thank you for your support. We'll talk to you soon.